Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back. It is a video episode too this time. Yay. Did you enjoy the intro song? That was a song I used to play every morning before I went to, I believe, junior or senior year of high school because I had it in my head that I was in a sitcom, that I was the main character and everyone was side characters, primary side characters in my life. And that is from Tegan and Sarah. It's one of my favorite uh, rock slash alternative slash pop groups. Um, two, two gay, very, very talented, very, very fashionable, artistically expressive sisters. And the biggest tragedy, though, is that that song is not longer if we dare to wonder, oh my, oh, shit should go hard as hell, but I love that song. Wonder-filled. Oreo makes some, you know, it's it sucks that, you know, this happens a lot. There'll be commercials that just, where the song is just so good, but it's just so short. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the Josh Shakespeare Podcast, and I am Josh Shakespeare. Hello. A couple of things we want to get into. Um... Should I do personal or should I get to the jokes or something or or attempt at jokes? Let's see. Today was a good day. I put myself back out there. Um, and I'm doing this new thing now where I just, I had to, well, I'm re-remembering to practice this concept of self-dating, which a piece of, I know it sounds so gay, um, a piece of it is... Talking to yourself the way uh, you would want uh, your romantic partner to talk to you. That's essentially what self-dating is. Uh, this was an assignment given to me by my therapist uh, some a few months ago that I've forgotten and am now re-implementing as a practice. So it's literally like just being like you're in the car and you're like, so what do you want to go? Where do you want to go? And you're like, home. Like <laughs> he he's like, oh, you don't want to hang out with friends? He's like, no, I, I hate everybody. I just went to, I just went to, the, we just went to the gym. You got to start doing that now too. You got to like start talking like you know, like you're trans or like you're you're a, a demonic entity. We went to the well. We already worked out, babe. So you know, we're a bit tired right now. So let's go to the, let's go home and let's eat uh, and let's let's put away some you know some of our laundry. And uh, let's go. Let's go to bed, and let's 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 record the podcast, and then hopefully let's go home, and then you know, I mean let's uh, go to bed and then finish that. Um, but yeah, today thematically, because I just came from the gym, uh, I put thematically today. Uh, I'd say it was very um, empowering, very very empowering. It's empowering when when you know a man is is terrified that you're gonna steal his girlfriend. This is something that really doesn't happen to me, but I'm very good at reading energies, and it's just whenever I'm, a, you know, and it's and it's and it's kind of sad because it's like his, his girlfriend is throwing uh, me a lot of energy. Um, very very sad. Um, and I get it. I'm I'm so sorry, bro. I know it sucks, but you know, he's, he just doesn't make eye contact with me whenever I'm around, and I'm not one to, you know, I don't really do that. There was that one time, but I don't really, I don't really, 
go after other dudes' girlfriends. They're a lovely couple. I see them at the gym all the time. But it's just, it's funny, like, knowing, you know, there's many couples that I that I see at the gym that I'm friends with. Um, because I'm not, you know, I, I just like being the funny third wheel at every group or every, like, romantic couple or anything like that. But, um, but yeah, so that's just, that's sort of what happened today. But it was very empowering. I decided to just um, do this practice that I've been doing lately where I... I will just sit and I will scan the room and see who is receptive to me. I'll just I'll just look and if I catch their eye and they look at me, I'll hold that eye contact for like a couple of seconds and then I'll smile and then they usually smile back and then that is a frequency that you can build on and keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And then, you know, from there socially you you get what you want, but it is once again a practice. That is something I needed to cement in my head lately is just the you know not, not not every segment has to be hilarious sometimes some sometimes it could just be informative and and uh holistic and very soothing with my NPR voice so um yes this is a concept that i've had to cement in my uh, in my head for quite a while um uh, and it and it takes practice but you just have to remember to just remain centered and continuously build on the connections that you're trying to just just consistently, excuse me, consistently tap into the frequency uh, of what it is that you're trying to manifest and um, becoming what you're trying to manifest, which is, you know, a common misconception that people have regarding manifestation. Um, they think it's just asking for what you want and then absolutely doing and then doing absolutely nothing. But you do have to, as my therapist would say, do the footwork. And the footwork would include doing things, thinking things and saying things that put you in alignment with what you're trying to manifest. So, for example, if you're trying to if you want a connection with someone, a woman, perhaps a friend or someone that you consider a friend, if you want a connection you have to go out and connect with people. Um, and even as I'm saying it, it just it sounds so simplistic, but there's just much, much deeper, deeper, deeper meaning behind that. Apparently the anniversary of George Floyd's passing, I know, I know, here we go. So what a segue. Apparently the anniversary of George Floyd's passing was um, uh, a couple of days ago. Um, his murder, his untimely, tragic, prolonged, very long death. By the way, you know, you want to talk about a te- talk about attention spans, right? Because everyone's like, everyone in America's attention span is so small. Everybody watched the full eight minutes of that video. Because as, as tragic and as racist as it may have been, we do love murder. We do love murder as Americans. I will I will point that out. We do, we love watching murder. Murder could be like an hour. It'd be like, all right, let's strap in. Let's do it. What is it about murder or what is it about torture that just it, it just transfixes us? Why do we keep coming back to that one scene in that one movie? Why do we keep doing it's it's we it's like a masochistic or like maybe infection in in humans. I wrote uh, a few words in uh in memoriam if that's a word i wrote a few words just to sort of i don't know eulogy style speak on george floyd and 
what he means to me. Uh, and here we go. Uh, and and mind you, some of this will be improvised, and then the other will be, you know, it's stuff I actually wrote down on this computer here. So, um, so just in your head, just pretend that maybe I'm like speaking at a funeral or something, or just this is just a couple of words that were that we're gonna speak for the dear Floyd who has passed away, who was tragically murdered. Okay, <clears throat> here we go. <clears throat> Rest in peace to the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Sir Mr. George Floyd. Rest in peace to uh, a man whose sacrifice made his family millionaires. Millionaires. Because we want to talk about, you know, taxing the rich and, and no one should have like over a million dollars except for his family. I didn't know him personally. But as far as I could see, most people have n nothing but nice things to say about it. Most, most people. Others, I'm sure, would say that he was uh, bad with money. Uh, I once, side note, I was once uh, essentially being set up by one of my ex-associate friends back in New Britain. Um, he gave me like a $100 bill that was fake and he just had me try to get change for it uh, around local stores. The, the, the fact that I was not arrested on the spot after like the first three stores I went to is just more proof that I'm blessed. Um, <clears throat> he gave everyone an excuse to leave the house after being told that they can't leave the house. He gave everyone an opportunity to see people that they forgot that they hated after being locked in the house for so long. Certain walls, certain surfaces in Los Angeles will never ever be washed ever again because someone decided to paint George Floyd's face on it. And no one wants to have that conversation. No one wants to... Ha to be looked at at the because you know eventually it's going to people like murals come and go that's how civilization works that's how life works things fade things are replaced I just I would give anything to see the guy who eventually has to go in there and kind of like what and like wipe off the names of all the black people who've been murdered by the police and George Floyd like there's like a, his whole face is gonna have to be like kind of like washed off like, you know for a fact they're going to have to do it at like 2 a.m. in the morning. They're not. This is not an activity you do at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. This is not something that you do in broad daylight. This is like you're going to have to get like ski masks. You're going to have, there's going to be, there's going to be like the business owners are going to have to go out in shysties to clean the, the, the walls in their businesses. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I apologize. This is supposed to be a serious matter. I mean, I didn't, again, again, this is someone I did not know. Um, we kid, obviously, on the show. I mean, obviously, it was it was horrible. Um, uh, I, I have no anima, it's not really, I don't think it's anyone's business to, to say who gets to live and who gets to die. You know, everyone is wishing, so much hatred, everyone's wishing death on, you know, Derek Shelvin, and, you know, hoping he gets, like, raped in jail and all these horrible things. And, you know, 
it's interesting, and this is one of the reasons why I enjoy this pl- this podcast is because this is one of the only platforms I could kind of air out my personal opinions without, you know, the immediate scrutiny or reactions. But it's yeah, it's going to be insensitive. It's worth mentioning that many many um, musicians that we favor financially algorithmically we share their their songs we we share them with other people it is worth mentioning that many musicians that we en- that we enjoy ha- more than likely have murdered more black people than Derek Chauvin that is important to, that is important to point out um lastly Um, I'm not sure, uh, Los Angeles will, funny thing about, by the way, also another side note, um, nothing will be funnier than like, uh, uh, maybe like a couple of weeks after the riots, there was this, uh, social media push to have every single person stop and film every single black person that's, that had, that's currently in an interaction with the police. Oh, um, that was what it was, right? Because there was like an initiative. They were like, okay, white people, it's time to do your part now. Whenever you see a black guy talking to the cops or they're searching him or they have him handcuffed, stop, take out your phone, and film the whole thing. It's time to hold them accountable. A couple of weeks after I saw that go out on social media, I saw like a black guy in handcuffs on Melrose, and he in his he was like up against a cop car. And the amount of people that refused to look down that street was hilarious to me. That was very, very funny. They just did not, they, they couldn't be bothered. It was just, it was very interesting. And it brought me back, I was like, ah, that's humanity right there. That's human. That's who you really are. When the cameras are off, when the cameras are off and the likes are, are non-crucial, you are as passive as every single person in those uh social experiments where they're like let's put a dead homeless guy in the middle of the street and see if anyone does anything and and usually people don't like one or two guys are like hey are you all right and then it turns out it's like a statue or some shit and that concludes um my eulogy my words regarding the anniversary of um one of the strangest most spiritually and energetically horrific manic times in history in our country which would be 2020 rest in peace to George, George Floyd um uh i i'd like to think it goes without saying that if we did manage to make reparations a real thing his his family would not be included they might but they, they but they but they may not Uh, We'll be right back after these messages. Thank you so much. So, first of all, welcome back. Hi. Um, Excuse if if it sounds like I'm I'm not interested or I'm a bit passive or anything like that. I do have, I am living with people and it is important for me to keep my voice down. So whenever you hear me talking like this, I'm either very, very depressed or I'm very, very considerate. Um... 
I will also get funny. You know, I've been away from stand up and, you know, the podcast. What I mean by that is like mentally, like I've been, you know, mentally I've been elsewhere outside of stand up and outside of uh, the podcast. So uh, there's a bit of a there's a there's going to be a little bit of rust to this. Uh, That being said, welcome back. A Starbucks in Studio City has decided to remove indoor and outdoor seating uh, due to safety. Oh, by the way, sorry. Studio City is in Los Angeles. It's a couple of, it's actually like eight, no, I want to say like four or five miles away from where I live, seven, six, whatever. It's like, it's no more than like 10, be 15. I don't know. I'm right. Studio City, I've been there multiple times. I, I had a friend who lived there at one point. Um... It used to be, believe it or not, um, if you lived in Studio City, that meant that you were doing very well for yourself because, you know, like the the C and D list influencers live in like very wealthy and gratuitous apartment complexes in there. And I've been to them, a couple of them. They're, they're fantastic. What, you know, gated community, gated apartment complexes, pass codes to the door, garage parking, that type. That's where Studio City is. Um, that's what Studio City is. And I've been to the Starbucks over there a couple of times. Um, and if you look into the comment section of the article that I'm referencing, um, because it was on Facebook, or you, if you just see the story just in passing, I'm not going to post it on the, you know. People are like, well, other stores are beginning to do this now too. Like a McDonald's is doing this. They're, they're, they're no longer letting citizens sit inside or outside the restaurant because it is too dangerous because of all the homeless people. That's what this story is. The homeless people are so dangerous that they're like, you, you, you j- just take it and go. Strictly to-go restaurants. I should add this to my uh, segment regarding if you live in a dystopia. Um, I wonder who's going to win this war, by the way. You think the homeless people... Or the people who refuse to acknowledge that this is a problem, who's gonna who's gonna win this war? I'm curious, because every day it's it 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 feels as if like it's one of those. There should be like an announcer who comes on, right? That just tells us that just shows the scoreboard, where there's just like, all right, well we're 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 um we're back at Skid Row today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jack. Uh, I'm here talking to the homeless. Um, what do you, do you have any words to say, um, regarding the upcoming battle between you and the, the Silver Lake progressives and then, and then the homeless guy just go and he just like makes a sound effect. He just goes, ah, he just does, he just does some shit and he goes, well, there you have it folks. Um, apparently he's very confident. Uh, let's go over to, um, the Silver Lake progressives and just to see what, uh, what they think of the upcoming war for, uh, you know, the inhabitants of Los Angeles. And then it's just some, like, uh, white bitch in Doc Martens and a tie-dye T-shirt wearing a bucket hat, uh, a $2,000 MacBook Pro that has uh, anti-capitalism stickers on it, $900 Nikes, whatever. And they go, hi, welcome, miss... Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, mister... Sorry about that. How are you? Uh, I'm good, thank you. 
Right. Well, um, so apparently you and uh, the homeless are going to be going at it. Is there uh, anything that you'd like to say to the folks watching at home? Are you nervous? Are you confident that this is going to work out? And then it's just like a very, like AI that they, they're like, well, personally, I just think that it's important to let un the unhoused, they're not homeless, first of all, the unhoused into your house and and he may he may climb into bed with your children. That's totally fine. I used to sleep with adults all the time when I was a child. Everything is fine. They're just gonna they're just gonna ignore the problem until they're dead. That's essentially where we're at right now in Los Angeles. Is that it's just so dangerous that it's just gonna be only you know. I hope those Uber Eats drivers know how to fight. Because you're gonna, because you people, you're gonna have to get a few Starbucks orders. You're gonna have to get a few Taco Bell orders, and you're gonna have to like bob and weave the homeless just to get to the, just to get to the four ninety nine order plus tip, which is just two dollars. So you just made six dollars. I, I used to work Uber Eats, so I know, I, I know. Good luck, ladies and gentlemen. Good luck out there if you if you're in Studio City. Um. It's so funny because, yeah, back then if you were like, I live in Studio City, people would be like, oh, my God, congratulations. Now if you're like, I live in Studio City, they go, oh, my God. Now it's really bad. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just going to get worse and worse where people are just going to pretend like, you know, that you're going to be like, so you don't think it's a problem that there's like people like shooting up heroin like outside like this business, like outside this library. And they're going to be like, well, we are on stolen land. They're going to like, it's, it's just going to be really, really bad. Um, can't put them in a chokehold. That's going to be, that's they're, that's a no-no apparently. That's, um, you know, the, you know, I mean, the, the city does in fact punish you for, the, yeah, someone said that too. And I, I forgot who, it was a very wealthy man. He was talking about like the property taxes, but like even furthermore, like just anyone who lives in like a liberal or democratic, democratically ran city, uh, they they punish the people that live here. Absolutely, the the nine one one puts you on hold, right? You go somewhere, you can't you can't kill anyone if they enter your house. If if someone breaks into your house and you shoot them, they can sue you. Apparently, good times, good times. And this is, by the way, mind you, this is the city of angels. <laughs> oh, good God. Oh, my God. So there's safety concerns regarding the people that just, I, I don't know, man. I just want to talk to the guy who just is, uh, uh, just can't right now. So anyway, um, I, I forgot how much time we're doing right now, but... um. Oh, and by the way, there's another thing too. This, the if I'm correct, the 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 Starbucks at this specific location does not have a drive-through. So you know, there's gonna be dudes like, like a, a couple of blocks down the street from the Starbucks in like workout gear, and like runners and like a headband, just like jogging in place, amping himself up, hopping around, and like, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm, I work Postmates. I got to go to that Starbucks that doesn't have any seating. You can't wait for your order. You got to, like, run in. You got to, like, you got to, like, sprint into the counter. Hi, I'm here for, I'm here for Mark, and then run outside, run around the block a couple of times because the homeless people are chasing you, and then come back in and go, hi, we got your order. Thank you guys so much, and then you run back to your car. 
It's one of those situations. <sighs> um, God, uh, God help us. Uh, that concludes this segment. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh-huh. Well, we're not finished with that subject yet. Okay, so, um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's really bad out here, nigga. It's real out here, nigga. We live in Gotham City now, apparently. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, my heart bleeds for everyone who lives here. Um, you know, I was telling my friend this the other day, too, because they were like, we were, not, not the other day, but we were discussing just the merits of having a like Republican mayor because like they wanted Caruso to win. I wanted Caruso to win. He wanted to um, criminalize being homeless. And this is just because I saw a post the other day too that was like, um, I I judge you based off of how you, what you think of homeless people. And I go, yeah, now if you really want to unpack it, obviously not every single person who is homeless is crazy and violent. However, We've now reached a point in this country where people are pretending to be obtuse and they're pretending that when people say homeless, they mean the ones who are actually trying to not be homeless, who are actually functioning members of society, as if the homeless are not the criminals that, we're t- that, w- that will like literally drag you into an alleyway. Like, like that's not the people that we're talking about. I like when people just automatically assume, oh, you must be talking about every homeless person. I'm not. I'm talking about the ones who mean you harm. I'm talking about the homeless people that are the reason why we now have metal detectors. God damn it. I can't identify with people that just want other people to like them this much. You want a drug out? You want a, you want a drug addicted homeless person to think that you're a good person so much that you're going to let him kill you before you get your pumpkin spice latte? Word? What the hell is wrong with you people? We need, like, a guy from the military to, like, kind of do a hostile takeover of Los Angeles. We need, like, a an unapologetically Christian guy. You know, like, that scene in Gotham, season two, where Michael Chiklis comes in and just starts, like, yelling at everybody and firing just the, the police officers who are just, like, horrible, who are just, like, actually criminals. Could we do that, please? Something like that. Like, something better. You know? I was saying this because people were like, oh, we don't want Grosso to win because he's going to do that. And I'm like, guys, what exact, what worse could a Republican or even a conservative for that matter, what worse could he do to Los Angeles that hasn't already been done? What would happen if we had a Republican or a conservative mayor? Uh, you know, if we had a public official calling the shots in Los Angeles, what would happen? Would, would the Me Too movement happen? If we had a Republican, if we, I mean, would that happen, do you think? Do you think that they would do any of these things? I'm just curious, okay? Because it, you guys make it seem like we live in an oasis because they call this a sanctuary state, and it's like, for who? Who is so welcome here? Who is this sanctuary state for exactly, right? Because I could sit here and be like, Germans would be like, Auschwitz, Germans in the 40s would be like, Auschwitz is actually a sanctuary state. For you, right? Can we please cut it out and maybe like do something better than than what we're doing right now, which is nothing? My God. Um. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah, that's fine. We didn't. I mean, we who who needs chairs? Who needs to sit down and eat? Who needs to? Who needs to just go to like a Starbucks and get like a cup of coffee or some tea in the morning when you can run for your life? Who who needs it? Right? Fuck it. Who cares? Just move on. I love it. I love this city so much. We'll be right back. Uh huh. We're back. Let's see if we can make this happen. Okay, so apparently there's going to be another COVID. This is what people are talking about, right? And this is NBC, right? And it's the same exact people. We're back. We're back to this again. They're doing it again. We're, they're starting already. China faces a new COVID wave from XBB variant that could peak at 65 million cases a week. Now, let's try this one more time, monkeys. Okay, listen to me, you mask-wearing pieces of monkey shit. Okay? You build back better sons of bitches. You 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 NPC satanic waste of human flesh. Okay? You you socially distance retards. You will not ruin my summer, okay? I'm telling you right now. I will go to war with every single person in Los Angeles. I don't give a fuck who it is, who you are, who you're with, what kind of army you have. I I refuse to let you dipshits do this to me again. I I will I will not I repeat, I will not let you I will not allow you to anxiety your way back into the house and ruin it for everybody. Okay? I don't care anymore. Let's let's just one more time, okay? This is cuz this is one of the things I wrote when I saw this story for the first time. Cases does not mean deaths. 65 million cases potent And this is by the way what they're doing with the with the article, which is what I love. They're going potentially, maybe, might, per- perhaps. They use these words like so none of this ha- why are you telling me this? Why are you telling us this if it hasn't happened already? They're like, please prepare. For the, right, and the WHO chief doctor. I don't, we don't, we're not doing it again, okay? I'm not doing it again. It's not a good time, okay? They, enough, enough. We're not doing it again. They're like, okay, we want you to prepare for the new wave. Of the. Uh, there is no new wave. I'm not doing it, okay? I'm not saying that it may or may not be a real thing later on. I'm not one of those people that's like, the virus doesn't exist because the virus did exist. This one may. Um, but have you learned nothing? Have I mean, you know, it's a rhetorical question. You guys are Americans and you're retarded, so obviously not. But I just want to make it very, very clear. Just, just letting you know where I stand preemptively. If you ask me to wear a mask, I will knock you to fuck out. I'm, I'm not kidding. I will go to jail over this shit again. Okay? I didn't go to jail the first time. But the point that I'm making is this. I don't care. All right? I'm going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You you fat cigarette smoking. Please stand on your square 
wiping down everything before you sit your dirty ass on it. Okay? Again, enough, please. I keep seeing this. They keep talking about this. They're like, oh, this is going to be a new variant. This is going to be a new. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. They're going to be like, well, you know, more lockdown orders and shit like that, too. And if I was correct in assuming this, um, excuse me, if I was correct, if I'm correct, someone someone else also said it, too, that they were like, this is around the same exact time they, they tried to groom everyone for the last pandemic, which was like around this time they said, okay, well, there's going to be like a new, we're not, we're not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. You're not doing it again. If I see you putting on another, I will smack that shit out of your hand. Please stop. Shh. That's okay. That's okay. People are already starting to lose their minds now, too, in the comment section. You can see it. They were like, haven't we been through this already? Haven't we? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Can we cut it out, please? I'm not I'm not doing this again. We're not doing it again. I I'm not going to we we maybe stop fucking with bats over there. All right? Is is did did the bat do it again? Did 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 Batman come back? I'm I'm kidding. The point that I'm making is this though, is that they they keep um uh I keep seeing this report come in. Uh uh, like they, well, I mean, the story keeps showing up on my newsfeed, and people are saying, oh, there's going to be a new variant, there's going to be a new, there's going to be like another one that's going to be like, and this one's going to be like even more deadly. Um, n- n- no, what if we just, do, uh, I don't know, there's got to be like a way around this, because I already know what I'm going to do, which is just be right again, like I was the past two years, three years now, maybe even four regarding the covid um and and the the just the dishonesty that came from every which direction regarding the WHO Pfizer uh, you know yada 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 whatever that um i just want to make it abundantly clear to everyone listening to this listening at, at home watching on youtube and all this shit this summer uh i'm going to be outside you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. If you want to stay inside and be a pussy, that's totally fine. Okay? No judgment. I'm not a judgmental person. If you want to, you know, go along with and do every single thing that the government tells you to do, and if you uh, if you want to allow them to toy with your emotions, toy with your freedoms, toy with your mentality, do that. On your own accord, please. Those of us who have common sense and who don't, who work out regularly and who are not Lizzo's weight will be just as fine as we were throughout all of this. Now, we will have some outliers, obviously. We will have those like three or four other comedians who are just going to die all of a sudden, be it from the virus or from the treatment or... I don't know, medication or whatever the hell you want to call it that comes with it. Um, good luck to everyone. That is that is what I want to say. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just not entirely sure what I want to do with this. What am I supposed to do with this piece of information? 
Let's just read the article and see what comes up. Okay, and this is from NBC News, by the way, because they have been absolutely correct on every single thing that they've ever reported on. Every single thing. And this is our top story. Okay? The country once had some of the harshest COVID restrictions on the planet. I talked about this already. They literally locked their citizens inside the house. They literally locked them indoor, indoors. They couldn't leave. You want to talk about freedoms? You want to talk about a reason to have a gun? But the response from the government and the public is relatively muted this time. Ah. China is bracing for a new wave of COVID infections that could see as many as 65 million cases per week by the time the surge peaks at the end of June. Once again, let's look at that word, cases. doesn't mean deaths. There's like over, what, one in two and three people or one in two people have herpes. They have cases of herpes. doesn't mean we're dying. It's a startling predi- prediction. Let's just point out the words that they're using. I'm predicting this, right? I predicted that the government was going to... Um, well, this is just a prediction. A lot of people have horrible predictions, too. People predicted the media blackout, which was false. People predicted um, the sealed documents on Trump's desk. That was also um, that was also false. That did not come true. But I just love how they're using like why is a story? Why are you using this story? So this is just some, what someone thought thinks is going to happen. Okay, it is a startling prediction in a country where the pandemic originated in late 2019 that only months ago had enforced some of the harshest COVID control protocols on the planet. Now, with the latest Omicron variant, XBB, fueling the resurgence in cases, the response from the Chinese government and the public is muted at best. The surge comes about six months after the country dismantled its sprawling infrastructure for dealing with COVID, including harsh lockdowns, mass testing, stifling quarantines, and strict mass requirements. People feel differently about this wave, said Xi Zhang, 30, who works at a finance company in the northern city of Tian, I don't know how to, Tianjin. The last time everyone was terrified, but now they don't think it's a big deal. Ah, interesting. It's funny how you guys are arriving at a conclusion that most of us had already arrived at, like, day three. Like, after week one of this pandemic, I was like, I don't, I, I'm not, I don't, yeah, no. We're not, I don't care anymore, you don't care either, stop pretending that you do. I wanted to make a video where I go around Los Angeles and I just, um, at different points of the day, I go to all the different businesses that I know were the strictest about mask requirements and then testing out their... Um, their uh, um, their hand sanitizer machines because that's something I've noticed and something you'll probably notice if you've been to Los Angeles in the past like month, couple of months too. Like the, the the running water, there's no running water in restrooms for the most part. Like you put your hand there, it won't come out. There's no soap. There's no soap in the there's no soap in the restrooms and the the stands where you see you know certain checkpoints in and around the store will have automated. Uh, hand sanitizer dispensers. You'll put your hand there. It won't come out. It'll be empty. You'll hear it make a noise, but it'll be empty. And it's just so funny how you guys went from masks to not washing your hands after you take a piss. Men are still doing that when I go to the bathroom and I see that they're not... Men don't wipe their hands. They don't wash their hands, apparently. You ever see someone in a mask not wash their hands after pissing in the in, in the bathroom? I have a couple of times. New Wave's data was revealed by respiratory disease specialist Zong Nas- Okay, all right. He's a respiratory disease specialist, Zong Nanshan. 
at a medical conference this week in the southern city of I'm not I can't pronounce that either. According to a state media, according to state media, he told the audience that the wave that started in late April was anticipated and that this modeling suggested China could be approaching 40 million infections per week. I mean, it's not like you guys haven't shut this the, the fucking state down before. Shut it, I mean, shut the the the, the country. Shut it down again. Maybe ban travel from in and out of China, you know? Um, can you, I mean, according to, you know, this is what you because this is another thing that just kept, that just keeps coming up on social media is that apparently Asians suffered, you know, a lot of abuse, um, you know, uh, on social media, physically, emotionally, because, um, they were seen as responsible for, um, COVID, um, uh, and it's interesting because it's like the, in, in that, like, that's kind of like that, the whole reparations kind of like ancestors who, who were slave owners kind of, it's like, I didn't bring COVID over here with me and I didn't come here with slaves. So I get, it's funny how we kind of like do, we, we come full circle where like Asians are being blamed for COVID, even though they've never been to China. There's Asians who, who live here who have never been to China before. And and like, and you have white people whose like worst defense is like singing along to the N word in certain songs, but then they're like, okay, but your family probably owns slaves. Very, very fascinating stuff. Um, yeah, this is we're back to it. We're back at it again, huh? Back with the bullshit this summer. The United States, by comparison, was reporting more than 5 million cases a week at its peak last January. Like the U.S., China stopped providing weekly case updates this month, making it difficult to know the true extent of the current outbreak. The State Department said that the U.S., which imposed a testing requirement on travelers from China in January before lifting it in March, was discussing China's second COVID wave with allies and partners, but declined to say whether travel restrictions were under consideration. Um, can all of you just shut the fuck up? It's become the flu now, and we, I don't, I, I mean, again, you know, everyone has all this smoke for Florida, but they completely forget that that was like the, that was like where most art, that was, that was a sanctuary for artists. And then now here you are. It's so, you know, Florida has, is like God to atheists. When, 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 when you're about to die, or when you think you're about to die, Florida is the best place in the world. Right when they locked, when when everyone was locked in the house and you needed somewhere to perform, Florida was the place to go. And now you're like, well, Florida's it's harmful, it's dangerous for black people, even though like tons of black people live there. And there's like, what exactly? I, I don't, you know, I'm not a DeSantis guy or anything like that. Um, commercially, comedically, I support him just because I like ruining the echo chamber. But it's gotten to a point now where even Trump supporters don't like him for whatever reason, and I get it. Uh, I'm not, I don't really follow politics like that. I just, whatever is wildly um, spread to me, like whatever people on, on a wide range of things tell me that I need to think, believe, or or feel, I just do the opposite. Not from like a contrarian standpoint, just from a real nigga standpoint. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, closing this out, I, I just wanted to say um, this is gonna be the, uh, what do I want to say? This is going to be the um, pure-blood, all-natural, hot boy summer. You know what I mean? This is going to be one of those. This is this is going to be the... This is going to be... We're going to have a good summer, guys. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. 
whether you're coughing or running from homeless people, fighting for your life. I mean, we're going to get through this together. You can always rely on the Josh Shakespeare podcast to be here and make you guys laugh or make you think or introspect or just maybe enjoy the sound of this voice. As always, thank you guys for uh, listening or watching. Um, This podcast is on all platforms. It is on Spotify, it is on Amazon Music, and it is on Apple Music, and it is on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I appreciate the support. I appreciate the comments. Um, I will continue to do this podcast. I will continue to try to make it funny. I will continue to um, try and make you guys laugh or make you guys think at the very least. Follow the show. Follow me on social media at the Josh at Josh A Shakespeare on Instagram. Follow me um, and friend me on Facebook at Josh Shakespeare. Follow me on Apple Music at Shakespeare Josh. I make playlists for fun. Let me know what you think. Um, like, comment, share, and subscribe. And we will see you guys next Monday. Good night.